So do you want me to tell you what my list is and then we can go from there and you tell me what you want to start on? <laughs> well, I can see why you sell faster. You just get right to it. Maybe we'll just start with who we are and what we're doing. All right, welcome to our very first episode of Just Listed. It's a podcast kind of about real estate, but also just about life. I'm Amy Fox from Kick FM and Cool 94.3 in Alexandria, and I'm with Joe from Real Estate by Joe. And we want to just kind of get a feel of who you are, Joe. What's your background and, um, you know, how'd you get started in real estate? Oh, gosh. that's I think I that's mean, a podcast itself. Okay. Um, my background is I grew up on a dairy farm in southern or like southeast of Alexandria. Um, Nine kids in my family, and I just had a love for building. My dad did construction, and I just kind of ended up in real estate by happenstance, like liking sales. And I started Real Estate by Joe in 2014, but I've been doing real estate for about 14, almost 15 years now, just because I like sales. And then I started building my own firm and ended up with Real Estate by Joe. Nine kids in your family. Nine kids. Where do you line up? Third oldest. So I am not the first. Third oldest. Third oldest. I am not the first boy. I am not the first girl. I am the wonderful middle child that doesn't have the first of anything. So do you believe in birth order? Um, I don't, um, with your personality? There's so many. I don't I know. know. <laughs> How do I fall? I'm like the third child, but I'm the third child of like six other after me. Like, does that even make any sense? That's I don't know. so crazy. You just don't hear about that big of family so much anymore. My mom is also um, from a family of nine and she's number four. So she always calls herself the middle child. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to know where you lined up. Right. And my, a- our nine is like new because I'm 37 and my youngest brother is 20. He'll be 21 in November. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like later generation because my mom and dad have 12 and 14. But to have nine in a family of my generation is like crazy. Yeah, it becomes unusual. So that's super cool. That's why you call yourself the hardworking Minnesota farm girl. Right. And so you've got that background and got into real estate. So we can't wait to dive into some things that have to do with real estate if you're looking to list your home and sell it fast. And also just... A little bit about life and how you coordinate all of those things together. So today we're going to talk about if you want to list your home and hopefully get it sold fast and you have children. Yes. That is kind of a crazy scenario I've been in multiple times, so I can't wait to just dive into it. Okay, so I don't have a ton of experience in moving with children because I haven't moved with children yet. Um, but I can tell you about listing with listing with kids okay, and like what to do. So one of them would be, my first advice would be obviously declutter. And I think people don't really understand what declutter is. Like that's such an overwhelming term. Oh yeah. And so what I think declutter is to the average person is to like clear off shelves, clear off countertops, clear off the bathroom counter. Cause we all do it. We all shove a family photo and then a plant, then another family photo, then probably a candle and something else on that shelf, right? Right. And before you know it, that shelf is full. So it's like, how can we actually take everything off of those shelves? Because bare is better now. Like that's kind of the cliche is like bare is better. Right. So to like pull everything off of all those shelves and all those countertops and even the walls. So like what happens too is we all start that family collage and it first says live, laugh, love family, gather, you know, all the beautiful things, right? So you've got so many sayings going on and you have so many pictures going on. It's like, okay, let's pull that down. Yeah. And I realized that I had to uh, scale back on that because I was like, 
you know, people are coming to my house and they have to read everything. <laughs> I was like, this isn't really having the effect it should. But yeah, the, I was in the live, laugh, love phase for a while. I don't mind a word here and there. I think it's kind of cool to have that vibe. But so if you're clearing everything off and you're decluttering, let's just say it's a room like the bathroom. Um, how minimal do you have it? Because you don't want it to look so stark either, do you? Right. So stark is actually what people are looking for. If you look at a lot of the real estate photos, the photography, the HGTV, it's almost like it's not lived in. But that's not realistic. Like, right. Let's be real. We right. can't live like you. how you show your home and how you live in your home are two different things. And when you have kids, that's not a reality. Like right. it's just not going to work. So some fast ways to do that. So like countertops and bathrooms, we all have like cups and then we have toothbrushes and whatever. So just it's like. Pull all those things that you would normally set on the counter, open up a space underneath that either a drawer or the cabinet and just set all that stuff right under there. Yeah. So it's like have a bin and just throw it into a bin and then shove the bin away. Right. I mean, I've moved so many times now. I hate the process of trying to make my house look like it's not lived in. But I found those kind of tricks like, okay, this is going to not be very fun to have to clean up every time. So I'm going to have a handy dandy little bin and stuff it away. That was my number two is baskets, totes, bins, and laundry yes. baskets. Right. So like buy extra laundry baskets, buy extra totes, buy baskets or bins. And sometimes you can even throw all that crap in a pretty cute basket on the countertop and leave it there. And then yeah. it's like, oh, cute. Like I love her basket. Where did she get it? You know? And then <laughs> yeah. it looks like a stage when you're really like, that's just all my crap. <laughs> And especially if it has a lid, then you're even really hiding it. You know, it's like, oh, then what a cute little decorative box. No, that's got all everybody's half squeezed toothpaste and whatever. But who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really good tip. So tip number one on moving with kids or listing with kids, if you're listing your home, declutter. Right. And so what exactly does declutter mean? It means to like make it as bare as possible without feeling like you don't live in your home. And then there's also that balance of like family pictures. So people get really sensitive about that and I do too and I think having some family photos up is good like you don't want your kids to feel like Jesus this isn't my home and even moving your family photos sometimes so leave a few up in the main areas but moving them into your kids' rooms because I don't think that kids' rooms need to be bare need to be a stage nor do they need to be painted the perfect color Right, because you're going to probably personalize that when you move in anyway. Maybe you're moving, making that into an office or something. You you know you're going to make changes. Right. And you should expect to make some changes to those those rooms, right? Yeah. And you don't want your kids, when you're listing with kids, to feel like they're booted already. Like, it's already a That's super true. stressful process. Yeah, right. And so when they're like, jeepers, criminers, mom, like, I can't even have my own room. And if it's a boy, like, let's be real. If he's a 15-year-old boy, and my son is gonna be 11 and he stinks like <laughs> my gosh kid what do you do in your room right oh i will uh i'll tell you girls stink too my <laughs> my daughter plays hockey and she definitely there's a smell to her room and yeah. we can't get it out all the time but um yeah you gotta let them have their space i know i have freaked out on my kids just like you want every pillow in place i want it to look like a magazine or an hgtv show if I'm staging my house and I'm like, okay, I can't do this to them. This is not their fault and they just don't get it. Right. And you can't, you don't want to do that to your kids. Right. right? So a stressed out mom isn't a good mom. You want to be a good mom, right? We And we're not going to be perfect, right? We can't be perfect. But how can you be the least stressed in listing your house with kids? 
And it's just, honestly, that's where that laundry basket comes in. Every kid, so buy an extra laundry basket for every child you have and make sure every child has a different color of laundry basket. And you say, this is your yellow basket. <laughs> so then when we list the house, when there's a showing, and then we'll talk about like how to list it strategically so that all your showings are like lined up in days. But we're going to go, okay, baby boy, you're going to be blue. And this is your basket. And I want it to stay in your room. And I want you to do the quick pickup. And it means literally everything on your floor, every bag of chips, every pair of socks or one sock, one shoe, whatever <laughs> goes in that laundry basket. And that laundry basket goes in the garage because it probably stinky clothes, right? It's <laughs> probably the rotten yogurt that didn't get moved. It's the sock that was missing. It's the underwear that are inside out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. all the stinky stuff. And then you just move it in the garage for the showing. Sure. That makes sense. Right. And then it can be moved back in and eventually we'll get around to doing the laundry and right. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and the stink could hopefully be semi-gone. The mess is picked up to a point where it's still a kid's room. But it's not like, where did my shoe go? Well, now when we're back, when we all drive back in the garage, you take your blue basket, you take your pink basket, you take your purple basket, and you all go back into your room and drop it on the floor. I'm going to tell you to go through it. You're not going to go through it. But at least when you say, where's my shoe? I'm going to say, did you check your basket? You know? Right. Right. Because we all did the quick pickup and had to get out of there. And that's probably where you threw it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So decluttering, I mean, I feel like that's going to be something that gets brought up multiple times. What is uh, number two on the list for listing when you have kids? So that was kind of the baskets, the totes, and the laundry baskets. Yes. Like, okay, number oh, one, yeah, that was number declutter. Two. Number two, get those baskets, those totes, and those laundry baskets for that help, that quick yep. pickup. So you get baskets to make it pretty when you're decluttering. You get totes to store stuff away. So as you're decluttering, you're going to get those totes, and you're going to put stuff in there and go and tell yourself, be like, do I want to put this back up? Or do I actually want to store this to move? Because some of your decluttering should be strategic, like, we're going to move. Yeah. We're going to sell our house like this is happening. And what actually should I start storing, wrapping, packing? Packing, yes. Right. Because then you're not overwhelmed when it's like, okay, we have 30 days. Okay, we have 60 days. Because an average closing is about 60 days, which is too much, which is plenty of time but when you start putting it down to the wire it's not you're still working you're still taking kids to school you're taking kids to to sports it's like holy smokes where did 60 days go right it's and it's not only being busy but I feel like every time I've moved I kind of look around and I'm so overwhelmed yeah you don't even know where to start I don't mm -hmm. and then it's all oh my gosh we have to do this and we're up late nights and just trying to get it done and pretty soon there's no strategy for packing because it's just like, I don't know, put it in a box. It's a free-for-all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. So what's number three then on the list? So number three is that bare walls. So leave some family stuff up, but bare is better. So that's kind of been my my saying I've been telling people is when you have your buyer walk into the main part of the house, so they're walking in the main door, they should look around and see as bare walls as possible. So if they can get into the kitchen, the living room, and like family rooms and just feel that it's open, it's bare, it's a blank canvas, then they'll feel that A, they're going to want to buy it faster. B, it's less for you to move. And C, your home looks open and airy and easier, you know, easier yeah. to sell. And then that's easy to pack right away too. You can just be like, here's the wall art. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's And then you'll be so excited to open it back up again. Right. You're like, the kids oh. get excited to open it back up again. Where should we put this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. tip number four, if we're going to list our house and we have kids. 
family time. So as you do it, right? So it's like we worry all about listing your home and getting it ready, but make sure you take time and do family time. So when you do your family time, as you're listing your home, you're getting everything ready, stop for a minute and go, what does our family do to enjoy things? What do we do to enjoy each other? Is it cooking? Is it grilling? Is it games? Is it movies? Because make sure when you're getting your house ready that you don't pack away, store away, or put away those precious family time things. That is such a good point. I don't think I would have ever thought about that. No. It's like, okay, put the games away, put the cards away, and that's what my family loves to do and what we've done in those times. And then all of a sudden, really? oh, we don't even have a pack of cards handy. No, and you don't have it handy. You're super stressed out. Everybody's worried about the house selling. The kids are like, you know, they're just upside down. They're like, what are we doing? All we're doing is everything's stressed, and nobody does their family time. Nobody mm-hmm. takes those moments and is like, hey, let's just chill. We don't have any showings tonight. We don't have any showings till Friday. Let's have pizza, play cards. Let's play cribbage. Let's do a board game. So whatever it is that you do when you're packing and getting your house ready, make sure you stop and go, okay, is this what my family does to unwind? Does, mm-hmm. If it's movies, then leave your favorite movies out so that you still do those things while you're listed. Yeah, and let's be honest, the kids will like if you have a lot of meals of pizza or grab and go meals and snacks because that's kind of what you have on hand. And I mean, it's maybe it's not ideal, but it does work when you're in that zone. Right. Right. Cause why do mom and dad want to worry about stressful cooking whole meals all this time? And they don't want to smell up the house and they don't want to dirty up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The kids mm-hmm. will live. That's right. how I look at it. Right. And it's important. And But then that's the other thing is like, I'm a little bit of a health nut or actually I'm a lot of a health nut. So if you get to know me, it's like, I'm the cycle that's like, I'm going to eat good, healthy stuff, and I love my food. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my food. But you can start You start to feel sludgy when you're doing that. And if that's not what you do with your kids, if it's not like, yeah, it's fun to have pizza. But if you went from a mom or a dad or a family that always cooked, let's say you always did that. It was like, okay, we do supper together and we always cook. And then you stop doing that. You start doing pizza. Then all of a sudden, everybody's on edge. Yeah, that's true. Because you stopped your family thing, right? Yep. So- that getting the di- the kitchen dirty, that's the other thing is like your kitchen, like people get a little bit nervous about that. It's like bare kitchen, bare, bare countertops. But I always talk about leave up the stuff that makes sense. Like if your your knives are up, that makes sense. If the coffee maker's on the counter, that's okay. If right. the toaster's on the counter, how easy is it to find a spot in your cabinet to stick the toaster? So like that's a quick fix, right? Right. But if you cook, then cook. Just make sure you routinely do your dishes so the sink is clean and the dishwasher's full the other hack about that is you go back up to the baskets like number two get baskets or get a clothes bin because if you get a laundry basket and you have dirty dishes they fit really well in a laundry basket you can go in the garage real easy um i've done that <laughs> i'm not proud of it but i was like oh my gosh we have a showing and i didn't even want them in the dishwasher or anything so i totally did that basket put them away and then did them later. Yeah, because the dishwasher is full of clean dishes, right? You don't have time to do yep. the dishes. Yeah, throw that SHIT in the mm-hmm. basket, put the basket in the garage, and, like, drive away. Yeah, It's okay. And we got to the point where we were using paper plates a lot. And, I mean, don't want to be in not environmentally friendly, but just less dishes, less things. Mm-hmm. We just did it for mm-hmm. a while. I mean, for that last month, it, it's just crazy. 
right. um, all the things that you got. And you still have to keep living your life and right. doing your routines and getting kids to school um, and sports. And like you said, the going back to the bins and baskets, that also helped too. And they, they can be super healthy snacks. That's what we started doing is like keeping a snack drawer in the fridge so that was tidy away and they knew where they could get a string cheese or um, a little thing of fruit or whatever. And then um, in the pantry too, or even on the counter, we'd keep a basket. Here's some almonds, here's some cashews Mm -hmm. and, you know, fruit strips or whatever it was. Right. And that's that balance. I know that's Mm -hmm. your favorite word is balance. Oh, (laughs) balance is a myth. (laughs) Why is that? Um, Because balance means it's perfect. Balance means that it's going to even out your work your home, your relationships, your kids, all the things. And I just really think that it's so much pressure that everybody thinks that there has to be balance. Should there be, you know, some evening up? Sure. We all have to kind of redirect. But my favorite word is harmony. I have a tattoo of it because it reminds me that when you're in those low times, you're going to get back to the high times. Mm -hmm. And even when you're in the high times, there's going to be low times coming again. But that all evens out to... A harmonious life. You're going to have ups and downs. Right. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you wouldn't appreciate the good times if you didn't have the low times. That's how I look at it. That's really true. So there are times none of us want to like go, hey, kids, you know, put on a TV show. I got to hammer out these emails, but mm-hmm. we have to. Right. I mean, I'm, I still have to keep a roof over our head. Right. So, but then it's like, all right, you know what? I'm home. We're going to do movie night or we're going to do game night and that's it. And so you just try to find that and make it harmonious and not balanced. Balance is a myth. (laughs) I would agree with you completely. And like like you said, hammering out the emails. So you're a working mom too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But the great thing is um, I used to work more or crazier hours. Um, I have been able to be flexible and change that. So now sometimes I can work from home. But then when I'm working from home, it's like, kids, quiet down. I'm trying to work. Right. So I've really been able to do that as my career has gone on because I'm very fortunate in that way. And we made that decision in our marriage, like, okay, I'm going to be the one who has, you know, maybe less pressure on me at work so that I can be there if I need to volunteer in a classroom, if I need to pick someone up and bring them to a doctor's appointment or whatever it is. Well, that's good. So do you ever get mom guilt? Uh huh. Yeah, all the time, all the time. I've lived with mom guilt since day one, and um, I don't know. I guess I just tell everybody just the fact that you feel mom guilt means you probably shouldn't feel guilty. Oh, because that's if good. you if you care enough that you're beating yourself up, then you know you're probably doing enough right. Well, that's that's well said. That's don't well you said. think? Do well, you? Ha- I mean, I'm assuming you have it. Oh, if you yeah. have three kids, you get mom guilt all the time. All the time. All the time. I feel it all the time because I'm a working mother as well. Yeah. And I run a business. And so you have all this pressure and it's like, how can you do everything? How can you be everything? And and like you said, you got to hammer out those emails. So sometimes you, you say, yeah, it's okay to go on your devices. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're supposed to limit screen time. You're supposed to have this perfect that and this. And it's like, you're supposed to balance, right? You're supposed to watch screen time. Sometimes I can't watch screen time. Sometimes right. it's literally like... Okay, we're going to just watch some TV because I need to get this done. Right. And it's like time after time. And it's not day after day, but you're just like, before you know it, it was the whole evening you spent doing emails and just hanging in their presence. And I think that's the reminder that they say to be present, right? Sometimes it's okay to be by your kids and they can know that you're working and in the same place. Because I grew up on a family farm and I think back to like, I don't even know where my mom was. Like, <laughs> she was a stay-at-home mom, right? But 
I don't even know where she was on the farm. Well, right. And so that was work. Yeah. And so we should preface that with working outside the home, mom, because I've got some friends and they don't work outside the home, but they are working their butts off because one of them's got five kids and she's trying to keep everything together. And her husband um, is flying off for work all the time. So a lot of times she's doing it on her own. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I hand it to her as well. So there's different types of work. But yes, I... Sometimes that work comes home, even if you work outside the home and you just can't beat yourself up. And I say this with my oldest child being 16 and I've gone through all the guilt, all the guilt of I'm not doing as good a job at work as I should. Right. I'm not doing as good a job at home as I should. Mm -hmm. And they're going to, you know, so I don't know. And then where's where's time for yourself? Right. You know, so sometimes I'm just like, all I want to do is take a shower without people yelling, mom, mom, where's this? Where's this? I'm in the stage where I take baths and my kids yeah. are young enough that when I take a bath, they're all in the tub and I'm like, okay, that lasted for like two minutes and now they're in the tub and I'm all like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, but it is a, it is a passing phase. Everybody, the, the whole old cliche is so true. The days are long, but the years are short. I say that all the time. And it's true. Like all my kids now are fully able to shower and take care of their hygiene. They might need reminders. They might need me to nag once in a while, right. but they can take care of that. So I'm like, you guys, could I just watch this one show? Right. I just want to watch this murder show that you guys can't see. Could you just leave me alone for 30 minutes? Right. No, and they get it now. Then it's good. Right. I'm still stuck on watching SpongeBob and, well, and maybe not even SpongeBob, but it was like all these kid dramas oh, yeah. that I'm like, oh, okay. And it's kind of great because that's the screen time thing is I'm like, okay, you want to watch Heartland, some like horse one that my daughter's in, or, <laughs> oh, what is that one that, Camp Kiki Waka, my kids are into on Netflix. Oh, yes. My kids watch that, too. Yeah. yeah. And we literally will pop it on, and then I just grab my Chromebook, and I just start handing out some emails, and I found that Google Gmail has this wonderful thing called Schedule Send, because that's the other thing is, like, when you start pounding out all those emails, then people start responding make more work. I found that you can just schedule it all for the morning. Oh, so, I did not know this. Yep. That is, that is a beautiful thing. Send. Yep. 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever set time you want it to go so you don't get a response right away. And you're like, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this, it's done. And I even send it to my staff where I'm like, okay, tomorrow, this, this, and this. But I don't want to send it tonight because I know some of my staff or actually all my staff will look. Yep. And then they start, I'm like, no, I just want you to relax and it can be done tomorrow. But I need to get it downloaded out of my brain and on to the next day. Oh, there's so much. There's so much to try to... Keep track mm-hmm. of it's crazy right now throw listing your home in there oh so if you're right wor- exactly. working mom or working parents and you're working from home so like your girlfriend who has five kids and works from home so how does she list her house like uh great question i i think she's planning to never move because <laughs> they built it but if she did oh my goodness i know it would be a huge stress she has kids that are um, in their mid-teens all the way down to toddler. Right. Like, it's it's all over the place. You have to be emotionally there for your kids. You got to drive them where they need to be. You got to, I don't know. It's just a lot in your brain all the time. Right. So she, for my advice to her, so if I was a realtor, I would say, okay, so if you work from home, because that's a thing now. So like, every, oh, yeah. right, everybody works from home. So how do we do that? And our industry has come so far in the last couple of years COVID has been a blessing, I think, in a sense of real estate, because now we have scheduled showings and you can do virtual showings, but you can block out times. So if people work from home, it can just say it's unavailable and you can't show till X, Y, and Z time. Right. 
And the buyers still don't totally understand that. So I think as agents, we need to educate buyers like, hey, I know you want to see it at 1130 or 1230 on your lunch, but let me check if that's available. And it might not be because people work from home. Yeah. Right. And yep. so it's like, hey, this, this is available times we can get in. Do any of these times work for you? Because that accommodates the seller and the family living in that home, which is realistic. And it gives the buyer an expectation like, okay, well, we can make any of these other eight hours work. Right. right? Exactly. But they still do have to live in function there. Right. Even though you'd like to maybe take a look at it. Um, what about number five on our list of listing when you have kids? So listing when you have kids is do a coming soon or list on a day that allows you to have straight showings for a few days. Oh. Right. So this is the other beauty of COVID and the technology that we've had because of what has happened in our world mm -hmm. is we have this beautiful thing called coming soon. And it's great because you can put up pictures, you can do the input, and you go on the internet and people can see your home and it's coming soon. Like it's not available to show, but it says, hey, this is going to come in the market X day. And what I tell my my clients that have kids, right? Spend the week getting your house ready. We'll take pictures and do that. And then list on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if it's a popular home and a price point that'll have a lot of showings, then plan to leave, like take Friday off at work or plan to leave Friday. So you have even starting showings Friday morning or Thursday night, whatever works for you better. And then let it show Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and go to your grandma's. Go to your mom's. Because that's the other thing about COVID is like we all realized we didn't see our family enough, right? Right. So I say go to a mini staycation because you can certainly go to the hotel and eat pizza and whatever. Oh, my gosh. Then kids think it's a huge adventure. Yeah. yeah. And it can be. It can be. It could. And it can be. But why not just call one of your in-laws and say, hey, you know what? Or even your grandma, like, hey, we want to come for a couple days. Can we stay the weekend mm -hmm. and just hang out? Why? Well, first of all, I want to get my house cleaned and ready. And then I'm just going to let it show. I'm going to let it show. So you have multiple showings in a weekend and hopefully you can get an offer and then just yeah. move on with your life. And then you've cleaned and done it once. Right. And it doesn't get messed up because even just if you think you're not going to do a lot, you're sleeping in your own bed, you're brushing your teeth, you're showering. Your, I mean, we all create mess all yep. the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is that's pretty brilliant. We never did that. Right. That is, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Right. Right. For <laughs> next time that never happens. Oh, I hope not for a long time because I mean, and you know, you're in this business. It's so stressful. It is. It's so stressful. If you have kids, um, I'm not saying it's more stressful than anybody else, but it does add a different layer and their emotions. Right. It's not even just all the kid messes and just the logistics it's the emotions that are tied right. with it that you got to check in with each of your kids and they're mad at you or they're mm -hmm. sad or there's always somebody who doesn't want to leave always mm -hmm. always there always is and even if they kind of think they're on board then all of a sudden even though it's in your head you're kind of in get this done mode i'm gonna pack we're gonna do this and then somebody brings up memories in this house and it just turns into this whole waterworks Oh, mm -hmm. it's so much. Right. And then, yeah. I know people will ask me sometimes, they're like, or a lot actually, is when is the best time to list? When is the best time to sell? I mean, obviously there's seasonal changes. Sure. Like, of course. And the, I tell them, and this is such a sales pitch, but it's true. The best time to list is when it's best for you, right? So if you're, if you would prefer to move in the winter or the fall, or that's when you have the least amount of activities, 
then that's when you should list. Right. Especially if you have kids, it's what's sane for you. What's going to keep your sanity? What's going to keep your time frame the best for you? Well, and some people, I think, I mean, maybe the move is something you can't really help. You got a job opportunity or a job change or whatever it may be that you have to relocate at that time. I think that I would feel a little bit comforted to know, okay, well, just because my house is being listed in the winter doesn't mean it won't sell. I mean, there's still, like you said, maybe some seasonal changes, but you can get through that. Right. And the market's so strong that even those seasonal changes, if you're priced correctly, you'll end up with multiple offers and it'll be a great situation either. I'm thinking of this lady I'm working with right now. They have two kids in school. He had a job change. It's a substantial amount of money. They're going to move hours away. And so she's like, I'm not working. This is perfect. And she literally got U-Haul boxes before she even committed to a price with us. And she said, I'm going to do this. And she started taking everything down and putting it in U-Haul boxes. And she just had the house packed up by getting ready to list. And she has kids. And she's like, this was so great. I packed away all those toys that were driving me nuts and all that stuff. But she she also is one of those situations that they got to move and they got to be there within 30 days or 45 days. So she's like, I'm not going to do this twice. Right. So instead of getting bins, she literally got boxes and was like, we don't need all this. So her house was staged, packed. And at that time, she even repainted. She's like, I hated my yellow kitchen. I hated it. And <laughs> right, she asked me, and I'm like, well, if you want to do like a light gray, like beige, do it throughout, like, you know, whites. And she painted the whole thing. She's like, I wish I would have done this sooner. That's the whole thing. When you're doing improvements to your house, and you're like, I could have lived like this the whole time. Why didn't I ever do that project? Mm -hmm. But that's probably a subject for another day. Mm -hmm. So um, we've talked a lot today, I think, already about listing your home if you have kids. How can people get a hold of you if they are looking to list their home with you, Joe? Um, Obviously, on our website, realestatebyjoe.com. So it's J-O for Joe. They can always call our office, 762-2223. We're located down by Big Ole in Alexandria. So they can stop in, they can call, they can visit us on the website, Facebook, we're all over. I mean, they just got to say, hey, we want to do this. And then I always tell them, read our reviews. So if you're ever on the fence, just read our reviews. Our reviews are all from all of our clients. We ask them to do them. And I think that'll help people get off the fence. Like, is this the right realtor, right firm for us? And I think we do a great job and that'll help solidify their decision. Awesome. Well, thanks. This was so much fun. I can't wait to keep doing this. Sounds good. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.